When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From Studio City, California, this is the first edition of Spotlight Star Wars, presented by Morning Drive Media and the Knapsack Files. I'm Cat Knapsack, and here we're adding another show to our Rolodex on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. You can find the Knapsack Files, you can find Alicia Malone's Film School, and some other things are coming down the pipeline. Uh, and right now we're adding this one, Spotlight Star Wars. And if it grows big and needs its own feed, then that's what we'll do. It's up to you. The fans. Now, if you are a listener of any of my work outside of this uh, Knapsack Files podcast feed, you know I am the host of a show called Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on YouTube. If you haven't listened to it for some reason and you're only a fan of the Knapsack Files, uh, good on you. But uh, if you're a fan of Star Wars, move on over to Jedi Alliance and find that show. We do it live every Monday at 2 p.m. PST. Then it's released later on on YouTube and iTunes as well. But it's live on YouTube. It is a uh, podcast slash vodcast slash internet TV show, if you will, celebrating the greatest saga ever told. It was uh, formerly produced by the Schmoes, no, Mark and Christian. Uh, but it was co-created... Uh, in detail by me and my former co-host on the show, the wonderful Maud Garrett, one of the best and most passionate Star Wars fans I have ever known. Uh, it was great for about uh, 29 episodes to celebrate the greatest saga ever told alongside Maud. She moved on to the show Jedi Council on AMC Movie News, and I encourage you to check that show out as well with my friend Christian Harloff and John Campion on that show as well. Uh, if, you, if you listen to Jedi Lines, you know I love Star Wars. It's been a part of my life since uh, 1982, 83. I saw the trailer for Return of the Jedi, uh, and that was the first real exposure. Not the first time I had seen Star Wars, though. I was one year of age when I was swaddled in the back of my parents' Volkswagen van, Farfig Nugan, and watched A New Hope, as it was called back then, just Star Wars, uh, in a drive-in movie theater uh, near uh, some, probably somewhere near the city of Orange, uh, where I was born. So Star Wars was... Was ingrained in me early on, whether I knew or not, and I decided to, uh, in addition to Jedi Alliance, I'm going to branch out and continue to talk about Star Wars, this time kind of here on my own terms. It won't be a long show. It's a little nugget that you'll uh, see come your way every Saturday morning here on the Knapsack Files podcast, The Feed. And I, I figured I'd start the show by talking about, well, just one thing, how great it is to be a Star Wars fan at this time, 2015. There was, was there ever a dark time to be a Star Wars fan? I actually contend that there was. Not dark like you were afraid to admit it. Well, maybe to some girls and some of the more popular boys around campus, even though they probably all secretly liked it themselves. But there was a time growing up in the late 80s where liking Star Wars, well, you kind of assumed... 
uh, the other boys in the class in your kind of genre. Uh, I don't want to call it the nerd genre. Back then, a nerd meant something a lot different than it meant now, my friends. Um, but uh, we suffered through those dark times, and now those nerds have taken over the entertainment industry and turned the word nerd and geek into something very different. And I'm actually proud to help uh, be a part of that and help move that new definition forward. But back then in the late 80s, Return of the Jedi came out in 83. And uh, by 87 and 88, Star Wars was not a distant memory, but stuff wasn't as accessible back then. You had some copies of, of uh, Star Wars uh, trilogy on VHS. Uh, there was a documentary called From Star Wars to Jedi that you could watch as well. Um, but, you know, the Internet wasn't around. Uh, there were some books you could track down. Uh, it, it just wasn't... As prevalent, it's it's hard to remember. In fact, I had uh, not a copy of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope on VHS uh, from some sort of box set. I had a copy that was recorded off the TV, and I recently talked about this on Jedi Alliance, where uh, for a while, for an actual while, uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, the commercial breaks from that copy were like ingrained into my brain as, as how Star Wars went. I just assumed that when, when the little interrogation droid went into Princess Leia's pr uh, prison chamber, that the door shut and you went to commercial. So when I finally saw a copy on VHS and it didn't go to commercial, uh, back when uh, Luke uh, and 3PO went looking for R2, there was a commercial break somewhere in there right before they, they saw the sand people. And then, uh, again, like I said, Princess Land the Death Star, right before the interrogation droid comes in and do 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 commercial. We'll be back after this. Th to see it without it was mind-blowing. Um, but my point is, back then, late 80s, Star Wars, the figures had been taken off the shelves. Kenner went out of business. Uh, how, how could Kenner have done that? They had the, they won the Star Wars license when no one thought they wanted it in 1977. And by 85, two years after Return of the Jedi, around the same time as the uh, Ewok movies, maybe that's a bad uh, connection there or just a coincidence, we'll never know, uh, Kenner goes out of business. You couldn't find Star Wars figures. There was no eBay or Amazon to track down these figures. They were, they were ghosts. They were whispers of the past. Uh, so again, there was a time when Star Wars was not the Star Wars it is now. Come 1991, Timothy Zahn's book, Heir to the Empire, I give Zahn so much credit. That book comes along. It is, the, uh, at the time, dubbed the official continuation of the Star Wars saga. It takes place uh, about five years after Return of the Jedi. Grand Admiral Thrawn is introduced. Mara Jade, Talon Card, all these things. The Solo twins, um, uh, Han and Leia's children are introduced. Uh, the... the uh, the clone, uh, the, the mean, the, the crazy Jedi clone, Joris Kaboth, Kaboath, whatever you wanted, because his name was very difficult to uh, say, uh, as were the Nagrai or the Nagri, the, uh, the Grand Animal Thrones kind of private assassin squad of aliens. Um, uh, that book comes along, and it doesn't exactly blow the roof off the place in terms of now Star Wars was back. But it was something new, it was something big, it was something official, so we thought at the time. Zahn's second book, Dark, uh, Dark Force Rising, comes out. The third book, The Last Command, comes out. By this time, what we now know is the expanded universe has exploded. 
onto the scene. And then the, the Jedi Academy books come out and a, a bad book called The Truce at Baccarat, The Courtship of Princess Leia. All these books start coming out. And the comics, which had, uh, Dark Horse had the comic license, uh, Shadows of the Empire, and all these books, comic books come out, and, and the universe expands, and, and these video games take it places, and, and now it is uh, what it is now. Then, of course... George Lucas brings back the prequels, and, and this isn't a prequel bashing session. Uh, by then, Star Wars was what it was. The Phantom Menace figures come out. I wait in line for the figures. And, and Star Wars, despite the disappointing nature of the prequels themselves, Star Wars was back by 2000. Uh, superhero movies come around in a, in, a, in a giant, powerful wave that they hadn't seen really before. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman notwithstanding. Comic-Con goes from a comic book convention to a place to promote all these geek-related uh, genres and, and items and movies. TV shows, books, uh, that a lot has to do with Fox's X-Men movies. And Star Wars is rolling. Star Wars is moving. And even when Attack of the Clones comes out and disappoints again, and even when Revenge of the Sith in 2005 comes out, Star Wars had become something that uh, in 1989, little Kenny Napsack up at uh, Judkins Middle School couldn't have imagined it would be. And I think a lot of Star Wars fans, even some in their uh, late 20s, uh, don't fully grasp. Uh, the special editions came out, 96, 97 range, um, and and that kind of brought some stuff, and that's kind of their memory of it. And I love that it's their memory of it. I love that much like, say, the Beatles or or some, uh, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, the, the books themselves, not the films, but that, that I love that new generations can discover these these properties and find them organically. Find them on their own terms. I did that with the Beatles. I became a Beatles fan in 1987, some 17 years after the Beatles had ceased to exist as a band. Uh, I found them. They were a thing I had heard in the past. I wasn't quite sure what it was. And then I found the Beatles when my friend Sean Phillips shared the Sgt. Pepper cassette tape at my friend Brandon's uh, slumber party, birthday party thing. So to it were the uh, fans now who are in their early 20s who are their, their childhood memory of Star Wars is the special editions or the Phantom Menace and the Pod Race or Darth Maul, all that stuff. That is their first exposure, and they found it naturally, and I love that. I love that about Star Wars. But now you can't imagine what it was back in 1990 and where already then you were talking about Star Wars like it was a faint memory, like it was the Clone Wars itself. That 19 years after the Clone Wars ended, people in the Star Wars universe were talking about the Clone Wars like, like it was something in the past. Uh, ancient, ancient past. It was, it was less than 20 years ago. In 1990, less than 10 years prior, Return of the Jedi was scorching up the screens. And uh, you could race out and get your special Return of the Jedi glasses at Burger King, your drinking glasses. Uh, I had one that was uh, Jabba's Palace and had the Rancor monster, uh, excuse me, not the Rancor, the Sarlacc Pit on it. And I used to uh, remember my mom would pour me some juice into that cup. And I wouldn't, I loved it, but I wouldn't. There's a part of me that didn't want to drink out of it because the Sarlacc pit's, like, gaping mouth hole was there. Whereas putting my mouth to drink the juice, it's a weird place to be as a young Star Wars fan. You wanted it, but you wanted it to be away from you. 
Um, again, so 9091, it was like, do you, hey guys, do you remember Star Wars? Do you guys watch Star Wars too? Oh, I kind of remember that. It was back in the ancient times of 1983, said the 1990 junior high student. So now, to get to the big point, to be a Star Wars fan right now in 2015, it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And when Disney bought Lucasfilm, way back in the heady days of 2012, um, I dived, dove, leaped, Jedi leapt right into it. I had no fear that Disney would Disneyfy Star Wars. There was already a partnership. Lucas tried to get Star Wars to Disney back in the 70s. He had already partnered on Star Tours and Captain EO. Lucas, uh, when, when, when creating Indiana Jones, told Spielberg, we're really just building a Disneyland ride here. And uh, the, the relationship between Disney and Lucasfilm has always been, it's always been present. You could always go to the, the gift shop in Tomorrowland and buy a Darth Mash action figure. Uh, or a Donald Duck as Darth Vader action figure or, or plush doll. You could always, it was always there. So I was never worried when Disney bought Lucasfilm and announced we're going to make more Star Wars movies. I sat there with a the news broke first on Twitter. Uh, I was at my desk at work and my mouth dropped. It was like, where were you when Kennedy was shot and Star Wars 7 was announced? Uh, I'm being facetious, of course. One is a national tragedy. Uh, the other is a moment of celebration for an entire world, quite frankly. Then from there, the universe, the expanded universe, beloved by so many people, is washed away by Lucasfilm. But they said, don't worry, we're going to create a new one. That also meant that Timothy Zahn's novels that I think helped launch the expanded universe to what it uh, is known as today uh, washed away. And that's, that's sad in its own little small Star Wars tragedy way. But uh, Disney and Lucasfilm said, don't worry, so much more to come. And so much has come. Star Wars Rebels, the TV show, which replaced the uh, tossed-aside Clone Wars, but Clone Wars was kept in canon, thankfully. There's that word canon mentioned for the first time here. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure. Rebels comes out. We got comic books in my hands. I'm holding new Marvel comics right here. Let me get this. I'm going to get this. I got new Marvel comics. I'm looking at holding the Princess Leia comic series. There's one about Darth Vader. There's one that's uh, just about the Star Wars gang right after New Hope and the destruction of the first Death Star. Uh, I'm holding comics in, from Dark Horse, which are no longer official, but they had a great run here, especially when they relaunched a series back in uh, 2013. They kind of took place in the same time frame of Marvel's new series. Um... I'm holding Old Republic novels, though not officially canonized. The Darth Bane trilogy I just started. It's great. I'm, I'm holding the book Tarkin. Uh, New Dawn, which wasn't my favorite book. It was kind of a pre precursor, prequel to the Rebels series. But it was, a new, it's, it was the excitement of reading that and introduced uh, one of my, my uh, favorite characters, uh, which is Kanan, uh, the Lost Jedi. Um, and then, of course, you got Star Wars Episode Seven. J.J. Abrams leading what is now known as The Force Awakens. Uh, and new Star Wars is coming, and I have faith that it's going to be good. Will my faith be rewarded? I had faith in 1999 when I saw the trailer for Phantom Menace, still one of the best movie trailers of all time, the teaser and the full length. 
uh, that that didn't pan out, though I've come to um, accept the prequels for their what they are and their place in the Star Wars universe. Do I have faith that J.J. Abrams, Bad Robot, and Lucasfilm and Disney have put together a great movie? I do. I'm sure it's an interesting story to tell um, as uh, my text messages are going off here. Oh, we're in the future here. Um, and then we got episode A. We got episode A. We got a standalone movie, Rogue One, coming. We got we got a lot to choose from as a Star Wars fans. We got new toys. My room has too many toys. I've run out of Star Wars toy space. I got these Funko Pops uh, taking up my place. I got the Star Wars Black Series. Re- replacing, uh, not replacing the classic Kenner line in my heart, but reigniting a passion for collecting Star Wars action figures. Yes, that is a passion you can have. And you got the Star Wars Lego series. The uh, license has been in effect in a while, uh, for a while now, but it is exploding with great Star Wars-themed uh, Lego sets. Uh, I'm staring at some very, very large ones in my room and tiny boxes. I, you know, I, I've given in to it all. Uh, there's been a couple points in my life where I've, uh, much like the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin, I put away some of my toys, not just so I could attract the attention of women, but just, just so I could feel uh, in my brain that I was a, a normal, functioning adult male or human. Um, but I've come back each time saying, screw it, I like to collect figures of these uh, epic m- modern myth movies and properties and books that I love so much. I mean, don't even get me started on my collection of Game of Thrones books and maps and figures and all that stuff, too. I've do- uh, dove... There's, why do I always want to say David? I dove into that world full head-on. I got I got my pro wrestling memorabilia. I've got, I've got uh, a lot of different things in my room. But Star Wars dominates it. And why does Star Wars dominate it? Because it's, it's such an amazing world to get lost in. And it means as much to me now, if not more, than it did as a kid. It is a world to fully immerse yourself in. It is modern myth. It is storytelling. And what a time to be a fan. December 2015 is just around the corner. What are you out there looking forward to as a fan coming starting in December and beyond? There's so much. There's books. Eh, some of the books, have they been okay? Nah, they've misfired on some of them, let's be honest. I'm not fully enjoying the Princess Leia comic book series. Uh, it's coming off uh, as, dare I say, too comic booky, uh, which I, I hate to say because I, I love comic books so much, but um, it's not coming off. The, the, the comic books, other than the Darth Vader series, are struggling a bit to fully uh, to, to seem like legitimate continuations of the Star Wars story, but there's some amazing things in them. What I do love about everything being canon, and I guess I should stop and explain for those who don't fully know, uh, canon, of course, means what is uh, official. It's the history of uh, a certain property. And um, Star Wars now has things called Star Wars Legends, and all the books and comic books and video games and offshoots from the late 80s on, or even going back to the late 70s with some of the Star Wars Marvel comics, Anyone uh, remember Jackson, the uh, the robot, excuse me, the rabbit X-Wing pilot? Um, all that stuff no longer counts. It's not official. So if you read Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire, as I did in 1991, and it was the, quote, official continuation of the Star Wars story, it's, it doesn't count anymore. In fact, they're going to release a new book called Star Wars Aftermath, 
which will uh, cover the same time period that Timothy Zahn once did. I feel sorry for Timothy Zahn. We could do a whole show on Timothy Zahn and on Jedi Lions. I'm going to try to do that as well. We've already covered a little bit of it. There's so much more to do with Zahn and his books and, and what it meant to the Star Wars Expanded Universe. But all that's gone and they're replaced by what is canon. So what is cool is even this Princess Leia comic book, which is not hitting all the marks for me, when you come to an interesting nugget, and there has been, whether it's Admiral, Admiral Akbar bossing people around at the temple on Yavin 4, and you're thinking, oh, the whole time, the whole time he was there in Episode 4. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. General Jan Dodana arguing with Leia, telling her she kind of has no defined role. That was, that was great because that kind of explained a question many fans had about uh, Princess Leia's role because in Star Wars Episode 4, New Hope, as a kid, particularly as a kid, you kind of grow up thinking, well, Princess Leia was in charge of the rebels. Like, she was the leader. She was the princess. She had the stolen data plans of the Death Star. And, and yeah, there were some old guys there with beards uh, helping her out when she got to the hidden rebel base, but she was the one in charge. Well, by the time Empire rolls around, and definitely by the time Jedi's in effect, you realize Princess Leia wasn't as in charge as we thought. And it didn't make sense, but the Princess Leia comic, the first few pages, which take place directly after the medal ceremony at the end of Star Wars A New Hope, um, it explains it. I won't give it away, but it explains it with her and General Jan Dodana, um, why her role changed and how, how, how uh, she wasn't as in charge as even maybe she thought. Uh, so I do like that. It's, there's so much to choose from. The Black Series, the Star Wars Black Series is a line of figures that have been around a couple years now. You can buy them in the traditional three-and-a-half-inch uh, uh, format, but, or you can buy the six-inch, which is what I buy. And they're detailed. The, uh, the Jabba the Hutt I have and the ATSD Walker I have are so detailed. And um, it just it makes collecting them... Uh, it, it's, it's like a little work of art uh, that I collect and display. And it's ignited my passion for collecting Star Wars figures, which had gone away f for maybe 10 years or so. Um, the figures had kind of, they, they were definitely better in a way than the 70s and early 80s Kenner lines. The, the Hasbro Power of the Force figures that came out in the mid-90s, which Hasbro bought Kenner, so they had the license. But they were kind of comical in a sense. You know, uh, Lando, Han, and, and Luke's figures, they looked like they, they wrestled uh, for the WWE. They were these big, ripped guys, which wasn't accurate to the characters. Uh, the Black Series figures are pretty damn accurate. And again, great time to be a fan. And as I was saying before, there's been times I've put away. I've put it away, but I can tell you now. And it really launched into high gear when I started hosting Jedi Alliance with Mon Garrett back on August 4th, 2014. I figured I needed to get some more Star Wars shirts. I had a lot, but I should probably get more. I should probably get some figures to display on the, uh, on the, uh, the desk there on the set of Jedi Alliance. Uh, maybe I'll go get some stuff. And Comic-Con had just passed. There was an exclusive Jabba the Hutt Black Series release with a salacious B. Crom figure and, a, and a, his little hookah, hookah thing. A uh, little place where he put the frogs that he ate. And I went and got that. I, I, I got that uh, a friend of mine uh, who ran a, a comic and figure shop at my uh, day job location. And uh, I paid good money for it. Cash. Whole cold hard cash. And put that on the on the set. And that's just it. That was it. That opened it up. And now I'm counting down. There's a new series of the Black Series coming out. There's a Han on a Tauntaun uh, from Empire Strikes Back that I'm dying to get my hands on, on, on almost no matter the cost. 
It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And in December, when uh, I'm finally sitting down in that theater, all the joy I had as a child watching Star Wars, playing Star Wars on the playground, daydreaming about Star Wars, doodling figures, doodling AT-ATs, or as I call them, AT-ATs, on, on margins of papers at school, something I still do to this day in business meetings. I'll doodle X-Wings, Darth, uh, uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, and the Death Star. Um, all that stuff will come flooding back. All the hope I had in 1999 and again in 02 and again in 05 of the Star Wars prequels, whether they were dashed at the times or not, all that hope will return in a way I cannot currently measure when I sit in the theater to watch Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Is it dorky? Is it nerdy? Is it geeky to be this in love with just a series of books and movies created by a quiet, sort of weird artist guy from Northern California? Yeah, it is. And I will never take my figures down again. I will never take my posters off the wall again. I will be 90 years old and hanging on my wall will be some picture of Han Solo. I am a Star Wars fan and it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan unlike any other time before. Spotlight Star Wars Episode 1 is in the can. And we're going to do this from time to time here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I hope you join along on the journey as we uh, talk some Star Wars here. Uh, a little offshoot of what I do on Jedi Alliance. Don't forget to watch Jedi Alliance if you haven't already. Please do. It's on iTunes and the Popcorn Talk Network on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Knapsack Files podcast feed on uh, iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. You can find the Knapsack Files Facebook page. You can find the Jedi Alliance Facebook page. Jedi Alliance is also on Twitter. Jedi underscore Alliance. You can find me on Twitter at CatNapsack. It's all there. You can continue this conversation with me on the internet. So, until next time, may the Force be with you. 